Well, hello there. Hello, everybody. Here, Guru Priest, man, on the mic. I am so excited. First of all, I want to say that I have created a new series that is going to be launching right now, which this is going to be the first episode. And I have decided to call this series What's Hexing I have named it What's Hexing You because to me, a lot of the things that are going on in our lives when it comes to things that we're going through, whether they traumas, whether they are pain that we have within our souls, whether it's something that we're carrying on from an early age, or this is something that we develop in a time in our lives that gave us some type of bad feeling. And hexing is a form of actually just receiving that instead of just detaching your feeling from that particular incident or that particular situation. So what we are, what I'm creating here is to be able to have people feel like they blessed, but also feel healed because life is not a spiritual thing or a physical thing that needs to be addressed first in order for us to elevate, in order for us to evolve in our lives. So I am very excited once again was exit you. So this is the first episode is going to be more to come. And first of all, I, I mean, not first of all, but second of all, I already said that already, but second of all, I have my first guest. Well, everybody that is going to be on this show is going to be anonymous. And we have given her the name Drea. So Drea, you on the mic and just let me know how you feeling and what made you be the part of what's hexing you. Hey, you guys. Hey, what's up, Jay? Thanks for having me here. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm very excited about this. Um, sorry, a little nervous, but, you know, hey. Um, you know, I'll say this starting off. Um, what led me to, you know, come speak to you and, you know, your your subscribers, your viewers about my situations because a lot of things have plagued me in my from my childhood and things even in my adult life are plaguing me now. And I'm in the process of, you know, trying to step up out of that and become a better person, become a better me and not allow that to um, stop me from being the better me. Um, you, know, you know, yeah. No, I definitely understand that. So I hope that not only yourself, but upcoming guests that come to this show to understand that when I give my opinion, is all my opinion is not dictating or having anybody follow exactly what I feel that they should. But also I will be interrupting every now and then and to help people not only heal, but be able to understand how magic really works and how the universe really works by how they express themselves. So I heard that you use the word trying. So I just want to make sure that you work work on that and look for a way to use any other word other than trying it's not doing something hard enough or just going after something that you want to do 100% so just work on that word just for right now and we can continue to go so let me ask you this now that you express how you're feeling and the reason why you wanted to communicate and be a part of this let me ask you this what's hexing you um well, uh, well, that's that's actually a very powerful question. You know, like I said, um, besides things plaguing me from childhood and, and adult life, um, right now I'm going through um, issues with my marriage, and it put me in a place of um, confusion and hurt and pain, and 
I want to come up out of that. I, you know, I, I, I want to be out of it. I want to, instead of saying trying, I want to do better by me to make me happy. Okay. So now let me ask you this. Do you feel like the reason why you might not be happy or you might not feel where you need to be emotionally or spiritually is because you haven't claimed that? Because if you say that you want to be happy, we all know that we all want to be happy. But are we creating that reality to be the present? Like, for instance, you know, when we use this and we say to ourselves, you know, this is what I want at the end of the day, this is something we want. But are we working hard enough to find a solution? Or if that's the reason why you feel that many of us need to be healed from situations to have the courage to be able to make decisions and be able to make drastic decisions that if we didn't have the support or the healing, it wouldn't actually help us uh, evolve or make those decisions and find another way to cope and create our realities. How do you feel about that? Um, okay, so first I will say this is, um, in all honesty, I, I would say for myself, no, I'm not really making those steps. Like I would make baby steps. That's what I will say. I'm making baby steps, but I don't need to make baby steps because I'm allowing fear to take place because I do feel like I don't have a support system or that I don't um, I don't have the foresight to say, hey, this is what's going to happen and I'm going to be okay here instead of taking those steps to, you know, claiming my happiness and saying, hey, I'm going to be happy or I'm going to do good, I'm going to be good at the end of this regardless of what may come my way, what obstacles may stop me. You know, I'm, put, I'm putting those bad thoughts in place before I even get the chance to make a move. That's amazing you say that because you use the word fear and a lot of us, and I include myself because this is something that we humbly have to speak about. Nobody's perfect and, you know, we all healing every day and every second. We're getting better. If We're not getting worse, but we're looking for a way to actually get better. But you mentioned a very powerful word, uh, the word of fear. And this is what I would like to ask you. Do you feel like the reason why many of us, including yourself, hasn't been able to create that reality and you name it a want because of that fear that is stopping us from actually uh, just pushing ourselves out there because whatever the situation might be and it's getting you to a point of just not giving you the in enough courage for you to move because you're already creating negative thoughts that are bringing those incidents and those thoughts into yourself and that stop you from actually moving forward how do you say, what how do you feel about that or how can you relate to that oh yeah um fear you know one thing i want to say about this with fear it is i believe the first emotion the first thing that comes to mind to us since birth we fear because we don't know anything and even as adults even as children whatever age we are fear is always going to be there there are some people who can live without it and some people who have to live with it in order to progress or to digress or however in life but for me um fear has been a negative aspect in my life where it has stopped me from um a multitude of blessings it stopped me from making decisions in my life to where it could have bettered me and um I'm really tired of allowing fear to be the um, the ball and chain on my ankle versus the thing that helps me give me flight. Well, like for example, um, 
one the one thing my mom would always tell me is this that you should allow your fear to be your drive why okay here's in that you you got you got a house you got bills to pay you got children to take care of well your fear is letting them down or failure is you know fear failure failure is you know the aspect of it so what are you going to do instead of drawing into that fear you're going to fight from it you're going to move past it by working and paying your bills and doing what you got to do to better your life so that way you can take care of you and your family and that's where I want to be where I don't want to look at fear as a negative entity I want it to, to be my helper to move forward if that makes sense no that makes definitely sense so now that you're going through what you're going through in your marriage well and I want to make sure that hopefully by the end of this segment you get to a point to really see things in a different perspective so now that you mentioned um, your marriage what's really going on in your marriage and what's really making you feel that you've been hit um well first thing I'll explain this um before anything or anyone asks questions because it, it, it'll happen but um you know, me and my husband, we got married at a young age. Um, I was, want to say, 23, and he was 22. We had a child 10 days before we got married or whatever. And, um, you know, we didn't take time to learn each other and to understand each other. We knew each other outside of a home, but we never really got to learn each other inside a home. And, um, and of course, with different backgrounds and way of life and different religious beliefs and practices and everything like that when we got into this home we didn't realize we were bringing on so much stuff that it would disrupt our very livelihood together so you know his way of life was hey all I gotta do is bring home the money and you should be happy and you know my thing was okay well you know you bring home the money but I need you to feed me into me emotionally and he didn't understand that and that's not his fault and I don't blame him for that um so you know it became a well where he wasn't feeding to me emotionally where I thought he didn't care and I thought he didn't love me and um eventually um I lost faith in him um and I ended up cheating um and then we tried to move past it well we couldn't get past it. We we're having issues getting past it. I'm having issues myself getting past it because I see myself trying to reach out to other people, and that includes men like having connections with them because I'm too afraid to have a connection with my husband because I lost trust in him. And he's probably thinking, I'm not going to say like I'm this perfect wife or anything because, like I said, I cheated, but I'm pretty sure there were some things that led to him not being able to communicate with me or talk to me or even now he has trust issues with me so you know it's 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 um in a sense like we're on this um balancer but it's full of negativity mm-hmm. so do you feel like that negativity is actually creating this hexing like in the sense of actually feeling like it's dominating your life to the point where you're not where you really want to be emotionally oh yeah Oh yeah, um, I feel like um, at this point I just want to break free, you know, um, and not deal like you know. Now, I don't want to say the word not deal with the issues because you know I have to face this issue because I'm you know I have to get through this and fix it and then move move on. I can't just run away from it because running away from it literally caused me to even in a sense hex myself even worse than what I'm already am. You know, running away from your issues never solves anything. 
So now let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you another question. Now that you you mentioned you cheated on him, mm-hmm. now because I want to make sure that other people that might be going through this situation or other people that have experienced this to be able to actually hear it from somebody else's perspective. Yeah. Because I know for a fact, and I can't even say for a fact because that's for my fact that majority of people and a whole bunch of people in this world actually do cheat even though people try to cover it and try to act like they're not cheaters in the back of their mind they are cheating you know yeah. and when it comes down to that your situation what was the reason why you cheated do you feel like you wanted somebody uh you wanted somebody different it wasn't what was making you do that well, what was it that, about that situation that prompted you to actually cheat on your um, husband Like I said, um, because me as a person, I'm an emotional person. I'm a person who loves, you know, to to feel and to connect with people and to understand people. And I want people to understand me. And, you know, I, I just want everybody to have, a, no matter who you are in my life, I want you to be able to feel like you're okay around me and I'm okay around you. We can talk about anything and everything. If I can cry in front of you, then I know I can trust you. But... Um, it was getting to a point where I couldn't even cry around my husband. I couldn't even say the simplest things to him because I was afraid that what he would say, because he became verbally abusive. And at one point in time, he was physically abusive. It only happened once, but um, that was the, the the thing that broke it. The You know, the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, hey, you put your hands on me. And how am I supposed to look at you the same how am I supposed to deal with you the same way you this person that I held on a pedestal the man that I love that I gave everything and did everything for has just broken me and um eventually what happened was I ended up reaching out to an old friend um and it wasn't even necessarily just to say hey let's do this no it became hey how are you checking up on me today and he did the same thing in return and and the thing was he was going through some some stuff too and I was going through what I was going through so we relied on each other for our pains and everything like that and that's no good so eventually it became we're cool we're friends we're you know we're buddy buddy to it became a sexual thing because he saw into me he um would listen to me and hear me and then talk to me about my feelings and things like that so I thought he was digging me and understanding me and reading into my soul and I was like okay so this is this is what I've been wanting this is what I want and then I made the the thought to sleep with him because I was like well heck my husband's not doing this and why should I give this to my husband and you know it, it was I just went on impulse and just did it I was just like I care about this guy. I really like this guy. And he kept doing, you know, kept saying these things to me. And I'm like, and I just did it. And will I say that the sex was something that helped or did I feel accomplished or whatever? Did it fulfill anything? No. Um, it was because he was, like I said, feeding into emotional, um, creating an intimacy thing with me. And that's what I was going off of. Okay, you mentioned something that really kind of caught my attention. And you said that the, when you mentioned the sex, and you said that it was not really the sex, but it was just how 
he was uh, giving you something that you felt that your husband wasn't mm-hmm. doing. And you mentioned that particular uh, scenario. So my question to you is this, because I'm a, I don't want to say that I am confused because I am not confused. I'm just putting uh, one and two together. So I'm saying this because do you feel that the reason why a lot of people mess up their marriages when they cheat with on their significant other, it might be because they are lusting after the sex of somebody else other than the one that they with? Um, you know, that's actually excluding your excluding your situation because that's that was in your case. But do you feel that a lot of relationships have problems because they went ahead and actually found somebody, but it was the sex that really caught them, you know, to really wanted to be somebody else other than the significant uh, other? I know this has nothing to you to do with your situation, but since you mentioned it, I'm just curious to know why did you mention that it wasn't the sex when that wasn't even asked? Um, the reason why I mentioned it was because, of course, here's the thing: cheating to me comes in different aspects and form. Um, well, I'm saying looking at, at another person um, is considered cheating. No, you know, if someone's attractive, someone's attractive. What considered me for cheating, yes, for physically having sex, but also having an intimate um, or intimacy with this guy on a mental and emotional level. That's also considered cheating for me because I allow him into that, that sacred space where my husband was supposed to be at. Okay, I understand um, that. I definitely, but, yeah, that definitely makes sense. So I have a question that I want to mm-hmm. ask you, Drea. So has that only been the only time that you have cheated? Has that was that the only time that you cheated? On Basically, um, I would say yes. I um, that's the only time I have. But I have spoken to, like I said, I've been reaching out to people trying to get this connection that I don't that I'm, I'm like literally like you said the word lusting for or needing it's like I really need this connection and it's like I spoke with an, a, a guy that I met at a wedding um we talked for a bit and what happened was um it came down to the point of realizing like hey I'm starting over again with the same issues that I caused not just too long ago like uh, letting him into this space where I shouldn't have shouldn't let him in so I cut that off and then I came to another gentleman who I was just friends with on Facebook but I knew him, I knew him prior because I used to play sports in high school and that's how I knew of him and um, he would post funny things on Facebook that I felt were funny but they in context they were sexual and I would comment underneath it or laugh at it and that's which is a no-go because that's you're crossing boundaries i'm crossing boundaries and um you know i then um you know when my husband confronted me about it you know he's like hey this is not okay you know this is what you're doing you know i'm like okay i see what you're saying but honestly in the back of my mind like i kept thinking like well what are you worried about me for because you don't love me you you decided you wanted to treat me like crap and you 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 wasted your pearls amongst the pigs you know like what what do you want like I, for the for the longest time I thought my husband didn't love me and um and still to this day I have issues with thinking that he doesn't love me but um yeah that is um <clears throat> that's great about everything that you uh that you're saying I just want to know 
what is the what is it that you're seeking what is it that you're seeking to be able to get from this uh learning experience and what is it that you're seeking to find from spirit or from yeah from the universe to give you an answer for you to be able to heal because a lot of times the reason why we go through what we go through that we hold on to our relationship we uh we do things that a lot of people probably tell us not to do but they preach it but they're not following their own preaching <laughs> and what do you think that makes us or in your situation what is making you continue to stick around if you already know this is we already discussed that it was fear you know some of uh, some fear that you got within but what is it that you're seeking what do you want to do what do you want to accomplish in order for you to feel that you are fulfilling your purpose in this journey in your journey um ultimately i need to um do things that make Drea happy. What I, 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 you know, I didn't mention this prior, but this is my second marriage. And my first marriage ended because my my husband then cheated on me. I tried to make it work, but it didn't happen that way. Um, and in between the first marriage and the second marriage, it was a short amount of time. And, um, you know, even now, like I said, my me and my husband married, my current husband married very young. And, you know, I never got to be Andrea I never got to learn Andrea I never I, I got two kids now I never got to see what I wanted or what I liked or disliked or what I love or what I hate you know um I've always lived my life pleasing and making others happy versus making myself happy and at this point in my life where I'm at I'm ready to make Andrea happy so Andrea can be at peace with life so Andrea can um grow and and love herself because right now I don't love myself like I should. I want to love myself like I should. I I want to be better. I want to do better, you know, for myself. Because if I continue living in a life where I'm pleasing others and making others happy, I'm just I'm going to be miserable and I'm I'm going to end up just going insane because I'm out here trying to fulfill other people's needs and not my own. Internally, I'm not feeding me and loving me. Like I, like I said, I need to be at peace with myself and I'm not. Okay, so now let me ask you this. What makes Andrea happy? I want to hear what makes you happy. And that's the thing. That's 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 the key and that's like that's the key answer that I'm looking for. I'm discovering myself. I'm learning myself in this process. I'm learning that hey, it's okay to be weird and it's okay to be goofy and it's okay to cry and be emotional because being emotional is what makes it me and for the past couple of weeks I've been told me being emotional is a horrible thing it is a bad thing and that I should take medication and I should do this and I'm like no I can't do that you know why why should I cut off me from the world and cut the world off from me like that you know that's what makes Andrea Andrea or Drea excuse me um but with that being said um I'm learning that I'm and I'm loving that I'm learning that granted I'm 28 years about well, I'll be 28 this month um I wish I could have learned it at a younger age but life is handed to me the way it's handed to me and learning it is a beautiful process what makes Andrea happy what's going to put Andrea at peace and I'm just taking it one day at a time and every day is something new for me I'm learning something new and I'm I'm, I'm thankful for that
So now that you're saying, now that you're saying that, and you mentioned that you that you were prescribed medication, am I correct? Yes. And what and you saying that you know that those medications were taking you to a point of feeling like you were losing yourself in the process, oh, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, most definitely, and to the point where I wanted to commit suicide. So let me ask you another question for a lot of people who feel like they want to commit suicide and a lot of people who are actually taking some type of mental medication. Do you mind sharing what type of medication you were taking or do you want to keep that private? Oh, no, I don't mind. Um, the, the, when I went in to see a doctor, I went, I, now I'll tell you this, I see a therapist um, and we speak about everything and she was the one that said, hey, we need to be put on an antidepressant slash um, anxiety meds because you have deep depression and, and anxiety. And I kind of looked at it weird. I was like, okay, maybe the depression part, but anxiety, nah. So when I went to go see the doctor, um, my doctor was like, you know, she was a little hesitant about it too. She was just like, I don't see you having anxieties, but maybe depression, yeah, we'll, we'll go with it. But we're going to start you with something low, Prozac. Prozac is the lowest form of an antidepressant and anxiety med that there is, that is out there on the market for everyone to take. That means man, woman, child, everyone to take Prozac. That is the lowest form and I started off with the lowest doses, which was 10 milligrams. And um, and it goes up higher. And for me, take and, and for me, I um, never take medication. I take Tylenol whenever it's extremely needed. But I personally hate medication, what it does to my body, how I feel, how my body reacts to it. It's not needed. There's other ways to heal yourself, to get things, you know, to help yourself versus taking medication. Well, when I took it the first day, Jay, Man, let me tell you what. The first day I was up on edge. I had to leave my house. I had to walk out my house because I couldn't stand the sound of my daughter crying, which is something I'm accustomed to. I work with children for a living. And um, I had to walk out the house. And I took a drove, I, I drove around and I had to go keep myself busy and wondering. And I came back home and I couldn't sleep, couldn't sleep, couldn't sleep. And, and I'd be up and down, up and down. My coworkers were looking at me like I was crazy. And then it was just like, man. And then one day I was like, man, I can't take this anymore. Like, I got to kill myself. Like, I got to be done with this. Like, feeling like this, like feeling like this. I was in a pit in a dark pit and I'm just like I can't feel like this anymore nobody needs me my family doesn't need me my husband doesn't love me my children be better off without me and I was gonna do it and um then you know that's um when my husband reached out and was like hey we need help and we need help now and um I decided that moment and I was just like, you know, I'm, I got to take myself off of it. And the even crazier part about it is when you take your body off those medications. And I only took it for a week. That's not mind you. When you take your body yes. off, the withdrawal is 10 times worse than what you were on that medication. Wow. And how many days has it been since you stopped uh, using them? Four days. Five. We're going on five tomorrow. So, yeah, four days. Yes, and how are you feeling now that you are, what are you doing to actually, like, to go through that withdrawal? Because I know for a fact that everything that we do that comes, that turns itself into a habit, it turns into, like, to me, it feels like some type of drug. Not just because it's medication, we're talking about any type of addiction. Mm -hmm. So how are you dealing with that withdrawal that doubt medication has in place? Because a lot of times people who take those medications they can't stop because they already get used to them. Okay. Well, I'm just going to be honest and share this, but, you know, speaking with you, um, you know, spiritual baths, 
that was, you know, the one thing I do every night um, to help detox and cleanse my body. Also speaking with um, friends of ours and talking with you about my dieting issues. You know, I have dieting issues. Like I, I used to have problems with eating. And um, and now I'm going into a vegetarian, vegan diet to help cleanse my body out. Also, um, to do things to help me mentally um, I also, because I love to paint, I love to draw. I draw a lot and I uh, paint a lot. Um, and I get out in the sunlight because what people don't realize is when you're depressed and you have anxiety or problems like that, being out in the sunlight helps you. That vitamin D that you need in your body that you, that people say, hey, you can take this pill for. Yeah, you can take a pill for it and it can help, but it will do you no good or no better than the sun outside. So I go with every month, because right now winter is getting ready to hit where I'm at. I'm in Kansas. Um, and the sun is not out as long, but as soon as that sun peeks through my windows or wherever I'm at, I'm outside. Um, but also, um, when I have these moments where my body, because literally, um, Prozac is what's called, it's an upper. So like, say for instance, you have kids who have ADHD and they take these medications like Ritalin, whatever it is, um, it's a downer and it calms them down. Prozac is an upper so what it does is it sends serotonin to the brain to boost me up and keep me moving and bouncing around well when I was withdrawing from it and I wasn't bouncing around like I was supposed to the serotonin the medication would send the serotonin to my brain forcing me to get up and move well when I didn't want to move my body would shake and it would look like I was having a seizure or a panic attack and um Mm -hmm. so what I would do for my shakes is I'll just wiggle my toes or wiggle my fingers, um, do exercises, um, play, do something to keep my mind off the fact that my body will shake, clean up my house, move around. It's it, these things you can do on your own. You just have to have the the effort and the drive to do it on your own, or in a sense, the courage also too. Um, so it's you know, I had to force myself to get up. I'm like, okay, if I, if I don't want to shake anymore, then I need to get up and do something. If I don't want to feel down anymore, I need to get up and do something and make myself happy. Absolutely. So what are you going to do different or what plan do you have? Because like I always advise everybody and even when it comes to myself and applying it is to come up with a plan and write down some of the things that we're not satisfied about and just come up with an answer, come up with a solution. What are you, what do you feel that you're going to do to get rid of this marriage that you feel that is hindering you from you being happy, fully happy? What are you going to do? Or what is your plan? And how do you feel you're going to execute? Well, before I do anything, I need to fix myself. Um, and when I say fix myself, um, because obviously there is a, and there's an issue. Um, I need to first look within Andrea and see what the problem is with Andrea. And what I'm doing now is I'm making a list of all the things that I disliked about myself, all the things that I love about myself, all the things that I want to become and be better at. And um, also looking at my past childhood experiences, even my past adulthood experiences and all the people who hurt me and, and really think on these things and feel these things but then I have to also realize I have to let them go because I cannot hold on to these issues any longer. I can't. I cannot. Because what happened to Andrea at four happened to Andrea at four. 
the way Andrea coped and dealt with it at four wasn't proper, it wasn't good because we don't have those skills or we don't know those skills at a young age. But now that I know older me, Andrea, recognizes, hey, this happened, you were hurt. Now, are you going to continue to hurt? Or are you going to continue to allow little Andrea to feel the hurt and the pain, the inside? Because that's it's literally what you're doing is you're talking to your inner you, your younger you. And it's like, am I going to continue to allow this to hurt, hurt you? And I'm going to continue to allow you to not live life because of this one aspect, this one thing? No, no, you need to get up and move and do what's right by little Andrea. Little Andrea will want you to be better. Little Andrea will want you to go finish with your schooling and get your degree and do what you want to do in life. So that way you can be happy you know um and and once I get to a place where Andrea is satisfied with her then I can go into my marriage and then ultimately say hey this is what's wrong and this is why I can't do the things that I want to do in it or this is what needs to be fixed in order for me to say hey I can do this or you know but I'm not in that space right now in my marriage where I can say I can make this work I can do that because I still have these things that are plaguing me hexing me you know um that I need to get rid of because it's bringing more baggage and more problems into my marriage yes so what advice would you give women that are committing you know or men that are in a committed relationship whether they are engaged and they're looking for to get married what advice would you give them if you could go back before you even got married knowing that you know i mean knowing what you know now and knowing that you have things that you need to work on things that didn't make you feel good people who hurt you and all these things that you need to address what advice would you give these men and women before they even jump the broom okay so first things first um considering like i said i've been married twice find yourself know people say oh I know myself I know myself I I know what I want because I'm at the age of being grown or I'm at the age of hey I may even even say look my thing is this you can always be grown at the age of 18 to the age of 40 to whatever you always be grown but you are not here's the way of putting you're not growing if you don't learn yourself before you put yourself in a situation with someone you're willing to commit to You need to outgrow situations. You need to learn about yourself. You need to love yourself. Love yourself first off. Love yourself more than your spouse or your significant other. Because if you're going to go into a situation expecting them to make you happy, you're not going to be happy. Because there's going to be days when they piss you off and you're going to be like, oh shit, I don't want to be with you. You just piss me off. No, you need to be happy with yourself. And make sure that all your goals and all your obstacles as much as possible are achieved and accomplished before you go into the situation because you have to, when people say, oh, when I go into this marriage, it's going to be 50, 50, 100. You give your absolute best and you do your absolute best and you give your 100% just the same as they're supposed to give their 100% because what you're going to do is you're going to have all these expectations of this person to be giving you 50 and then the other 50 where's it going where's it going no it's you two committed to this one relationship y'all are tied together this bond you need to be giving your whole heart your whole everything your whole soul into this so to make sure it works but beforehand you fix yourself andre you kind of you kind of cutting you cut your connection is kind of yeah Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so what you need to do is you need to work on yourself. Become the best you, the better you before you go into a situation where you're saying, I do. Because you don't want to go into the situation and you haven't accomplished your dreams or your goals and then you'd be like me regretting that you never got things done and out of the way um i will just take the time to travel to find a, a project that you like work on yourself exercise just whatever it is that makes you happy do it to the fullest and be happy if it's you know jump roping across america to to what whatever it is do it and do it to the best that you can do it and just be happy with it and then when you get to this marriage or to this person you can say hey these are the things i've done what have you done andrea we're still having we're still having a kind of like a challenging connection hello yeah can you hear me now um kind of losing you a little bit hello yes okay but just simply just be the best you and do the best you and then when you get married go into it and just give your all and you can and then when you look back however many years you've been married you can say hey I did this and I got it out of the way like and and, and now I can be happy with this person without having any regrets yeah we're losing you Andrea we're losing you we're losing the connection Hello. Yes. Can you hear me now? Yes, I hear you. More better. Yes. Okay. Cool beans, cool beans. But yes. Yeah, no. So now I understand really what's happening, and one of the things that I noticed is many people they jump into something so fast because they never had a chance to really get to know the other person. And mm-hmm. when you getting into a situation where you jump in, into something without knowing a person and then you happen to say that I do and then that person or the other get to a point of feeling like they've been annoyed because they never had a chance to get to know that person and if they can go back they probably would never get married because now they're realizing that it's too late. Mm-hmm. So my advice to everybody that is going through that and thinking that they're so in love and even though it has been a short period of time is first of all get to know yourself get to know mm-hmm. yourself find yourself find yourself and deal with whatever you have to deal with start loving yourself before you go forward into anything that's number one number two get to know that person and see the things that you not that you don't approve with and see if you are willing to compromise or not if not you know that that's not the person for you so now i want to ask you this we have like um, about 25 more minutes and what i want to ask you is is um what is it that some of the things that you feel like you need to work on some of the things that make you feel not happy you said that you wrote some of the things that you wish that you can change and that you're not happy because of incidents that happened in your childhood within you know within your uh, growing up and in your adulthood adulthood what are some of the things that you feel that are hindering you and they making you feel the way you feeling because you're realizing that there are things you you said that you realized something about yourself that you probably didn't think about and now that you analyze the situation you start realizing that many many i mean some of the reasons that you are behaving or acting the way you are are due because of incidents that happen in our lives so i just want to hear about some of the stuff that has happened that got you feeling like you haven't been able to love yourself the way you should um one i would say be vocal 
Um, I, I okay, so I will say this: I am a talkative person. I will talk, but I will. I'm not blunt. Um, I would. I will um, attempt to not hurt somebody before hurting. Um, I would rather say and spare your feelings before my own. So if it means my feelings get hurt in the end, then I can deal with it. But now I realize doing that um, doesn't help me in the long run. So if I can be more vocal, be more blunt, um, that'd be cool. Um, Also, be more confident in myself because I have an issue with making big decisions or making decisions without saying, hey, well, what do you think about this? Going to somebody is, hey, what do you think about this? No, I need to be confident in myself to say, hey, this is my decision. I want to stand firm in it and I'm going to go with it and, and deal with it. And whatever reactions I get from this, whatever reactions I get from it. Um, and then also to, I don't know. Well, you know, I think those are my biggest problems right now. Okay. Literally. No, that is, that is, uh, that is, hey, we have to start with one thing at a time. And believe it or not, what you just mentioned right now, that's a lot to work with. So even though you might not have anything else to think about right now, but now you are in some sort of way, you are coming with a solution without you even knowing that you're coming with a solution. Because I want to ask you, you mentioned that being vocal and also going to other people for approval. So to me, it sounds similar. There's a similarity within those two issues that you're going through in your life and what i want to ask you is i want you to go back into your into your childhood and i want you to tell me how was your relationship with your parents because i want to get to the point of knowing why is it that you not that you feel like being vocal is one of your issues and also not being a being a being being uh having to go to other people for approval tell me about your growing up i mean you growing up with whoever you grew up with just tell me about that okay. go back a little go back into time and tell me about that well for one thing my my family i was raised by my mother's family um because my dad was was absent um but uh, the one thing i will say about this is that the way my family was raised because my great-grandmother was a, was born a slave um is that whatever adult tells you to be quiet or to respect you better respect them there's no no other words behind it so you need to shut up and listen or prepare the rap that comes with it if you choose not to so um i will just give this little bit of a, a little backstory so when i was about eight years old i was uh i was molested by a family member and when the wife of the, the man who molested me um came and saw what happened she walked out the door didn't say a word and i ran after her because i was so scared well she went and told my my grandmother and my mom's twin sister and the first words that came out of their mouth were don't you be alone in the room with him by yourself and i'm like but nobody ever asked me was i okay what happened nothing i was silenced there was nothing for me to say afterwards you you gave an order that was the end of it nothing to be said wow and yeah that's that is that is a confession right there you know i wasn't expecting that but it gets to the point to not if it happened to you you know how many people how many children are going through that in i mean are going through that trauma now 
and they haven't even they, the reason why they're not addressing these issues is because they're suppressing it because they don't want anybody to know maybe because they were told to actually just not speak about it yeah oh yeah oh yeah it's in for one i wouldn't even necessarily say that it was because that they're told that not to say anything about it because it's embarrassing you're you're a young child who who's been taken into an adult realm sex is for adults and and that's just my belief i'm sorry you've been taken out of your innocence to this adult realm and you're feeling all these emotions and you're feeling this these physical things you know in your growings and in, in your body and you're like okay I, this is uncomfortable but i why am i so comfortable with it why am i okay with it because it's natural but it's not natural for the baby or for a child because mentally we haven't reached that age of understanding sex and what it is so for me for all these years i told it was because i didn't i didn't feel comfortable with it i was embarrassed i was embarrassed and then to, then to add it on to say hey this is family stuff keep quiet this there's nothing else to be said about it that's done it's, it, yeah so you know it, it's a lot of things that go behind it besides just being silenced by adults or um you know it, the embarrassment the scaredness um you know that you may if you tell on you to say something you can get in trouble because you've just done an adult behavior or an adult behavior was committed towards you and you know you're not supposed to be there or that's not supposed to happen so what happens if you tell you may get in trouble wow and see that's the thing the thing is that that's in your in your experience so you know when these situations happen it could either be because it is embarrassing you know it feels like some sort of embarrassment and it also could be because the people who you are looking forward uh towards them uh giving you some type of safetyness that you feel safe that you want to feel safe with they the main ones that are telling you not to speak about about it Exactly. So a lot of times it's like that gets, you know, you have a lot of people growing, a lot of kids growing with that in the back of their minds because the people that they needed to be protected by actually turned their backs on them. Yep. And that is a trauma that can actually create somebody to get to a point of feeling like they don't love themselves and they get married because they in a situation where they finding for they looking for love because they did not feel that they were validated when they were children. Exactly, and that is correct. I, I agree with that 100% of the way. So what are you going to do now? Who Talk to me about who are these people? Who are these people that you feel that you need to address in order for you to be able to move on and be able to feel like you are free? You know what? Um, I, I will say this. I've addressed my mother with it. My mom had no clue that it happened. I addressed that with her years ago, but her, her reply to it wasn't what I needed it wasn't expected so i can't hold that against my mom so i just let that go um the man who molested me actually died three months after it happened he was 70 years old and he died three months afterwards so in a sense that was that that's taken care of but as far as my aunt um and his wife and my grandmother as much as i want to go say hey this is what happened to me this is what you did to me and this is what you allowed to happen to me and this is what the kind of human it has created with me i see no point what what you know as much as you know we want to get our vengeance and we want to be mad at people i see no point 
surprise them and being upset with them and wanting to talk to them and all this stuff and cause all kind of chaos, what I do, I turn it around. I help, I've managed to um, talk to people about their problems and say, hey, if you need a shoulder cry on, let's talk about this. And that gives me peace and, and joy and relief. And then when it comes to my own children, I pray that that never happens to them, but I, I'm setting them up in life so where we can openly talk about these things if they should ever feel uncomfortable with their bodies or uncomfortable with people and whoever may, and I, like I said, I hope it never happens and I know it won't happen, but if somebody should come to them and make them feel uncomfortable about their bodies, that they can come and talk to me about it and then we can fix the issue and resolve it. Because what I don't want to do is have a repeated action in another generation. Hey, 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 hey. I love that. I love that because this is one of the big issues that a lot of people call it uh, uh, genetic, you know, genetic situation or they call it a uh, family curse because this mm-hmm. is something that if you don't address, it will continue to happen over and over and over in the upcoming generations. So in order to be able to, you know, close that chapter in your life and be able to remove that hex, in quote, is to be able to actually stop it. And where do we stop that? Starting with us. So now you mentioned that you did not feel that it was necessary to deal with those particular people because you didn't find that to be, you didn't find a purpose to actually do it. However, you're still talking about it. So by you talking about it, that means that there is something within that is still bothering you because you're looking for advice from others because you are not willing to address the situation with them. So this is my suggestion. My suggestion, and this is what I would do, and I would suggest anybody to do that is going through what you're going through right now, is to be mm-hmm. able to face, first of all, if you didn't have that conversation with your mother, when you told her what happened and you didn't feel like you got the answer that you were seeking or you didn't get the support that you needed or whatever it was to, to go ahead and get back with her and address it and let her know that even though years passed and all that and then you went back and you explained that to her you still feel that the, the, that it wasn't resolved you still feel like it's still bothering you that's number one when it comes to dealing with when it comes to dealing with the uh the person who actually did that to you that passed away is for you to actually speak to the speak to the heavens and actually just have a conversation with him and let him know that you know you know what that let him know go back go back to that time and feel that time when he was actually doing that to you and be able to address him and be able to say you know what let him know how you feel. Let him know how you feel. Let him know how he made you feel. Even though he's not here, but just pretend like he is. And have that conversation with them in order for you to be able to move on so you can say to yourself, do not give anybody that much power to actually have control of your life. Because even though he died three months after, look at you, Andrea, you're 28. You're not at that age anymore. And all these years, this particular character has been continuing to be in your life until now yeah so you have to release them you have to release them and the only way is by you addressing him and talking to him and doing something that is gonna aid you to be able to actually address that situation with him because you cannot give him that type of control so that way you can move forward from that situation and the other two that you mentioned about the other people is to even if you feel like there's no purpose if they still alive 
you should be able to just call them, address them, and let them know how they made you feel. Just so that way they know how, and then you're able to move on. Just be like, look, I just want to tell you how I felt so I can move on. So I can forgive you, and then I can forgive myself. You might not want to <laughs> receive my forgiveness or anything like that because you might feel that like you didn't do anything. But I want to get this over with with my life so I can move forward. That's what I advise you to do. Okay. And you know what? I'm going to take you on that advice because... I cannot disagree with that. I think that it helped a lot. Just in my thought process of listening to you and hearing you out. You know, and I can't lie, it probably will help. Yeah, kind of like we still having a little bit of challenge of, uh, of the connection, you know, with the connection. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Hello? absolutely. So that's my advice for you to actually just be able to close that chapter. It's time for you to close those chapters. I'm not going to say that it's something that is that simple. It sounds too good to be true type of thing or it's just you making it seem like it's simple. It's not going to be simple. But the reason why I'm telling you to do that is because I experienced not the same situation that you experienced in your childhood, but a lot of issues, a lot of traumas, a lot of stuff that happened in my in my childhood. And that was the only way that I was able to actually address those issues. So just know that it doesn't matter whether it's a marriage. It doesn't matter whether you are not happy with yourself. It doesn't matter whether you're going through depression. Anything that has to do with your life, you need to face it. Sometimes we suppress that feeling because we feel like we just too late. We don't need to talk about it. The less we talk about it is the best. But guess what? We're giving all these particular memories. We're giving them a lot of power. And if we continue to hold on to them, it's going to make us not be who we are or really love ourselves because we are protecting ourselves from these things not to happen to us a lot, you know, when it comes to our presence. Yeah. I get that. That's deep. Yeah. Yeah. And by you going through, you know, by you actually addressing these situations and able to do that, like you mentioned, these are the things that are actually get, uh, holding you back. Like you also from being able to talk about how you feel or talk about being able to address certain situations or be able to have a voice because you were not the way you grew up. They didn't allow you to voice your opinion. They told you that that was forbidden. So that was that has been programmed in your brain since you've been a baby that you still feel like people do not hear you or people don't pay you no mind. Like you are non-existent. Like people don't, you know what I mean? As long as they're getting what they want, it's just like you have to make them feel good because you have no say-so. I just, you know, I just hope that this conversation that we actually had right now, and I hope that what we spoke about in some sort of way is giving you a new beginning is giving you a new vision for you to look at and you to kind of like think and analyze yourself to see what your next step is going to be oh it has it has um i'm gonna say it's a lot of relief off my chest um you know a lot of pressure off my chest but it it, 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 a well-needed conversation well-needed um yeah I'm just, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just so excited because like I mentioned, this is the first episode and I'm just like, I just feel so, you know, it feels so, so good to be able to understand that we do have the solutions and the ancestors are there for us to give us the answers, but we just feel like we need somebody to help us actually get to that point and many people get to a point of just dealing with spirituality, thinking that spells and 
all these different kumbaya type of thing is going to heal them but they got to go deeper than that healing is not by you doing only a cleansing but there are things that you have to do in order for you to get to that point of feeling like you are free because that's the way that you want to feel free now i want to take you to the future before we end this uh segment mm-hmm. where do you see yourself five years from now Five years from now, Andrea will have her her degree in childhood education. Andrea would have her own car, paid off, and probably getting ready to buy a house and being happy for her family so her family can be happy as well. Because when one person is not happy in the family, the whole family is not happy. That's just, that's the honest And what are you thinking about doing now when it comes to your marriage? What do you think is going to be your next step? We, we already addressed that it takes step by step. Everything is step by step. But what do you think you're going to do different now? Or what do you feel you are going to, I can't even say, do different now in order for you to actually feel like you're walking away from a situation that you don't want to be in anymore? Um, like I said, be more vocal and be more confident in what I'm doing. Um, I have to be what I feel. I have to present it to him and actually speak to him about it. And it's it, it may not be the, like, it may not feel great after a bit, but in the long run, it'll be what's best. Um, but also got to stop living in fear as well. Amazing, amazing. I definitely want to say thank you for being a part of this segment. I want to say thank you for being able to be so open about what you're really going through. A lot of people are so afraid and terrified to actually just being able to speak to somebody yet to be able to tell it, tell their story to a whole bunch of people, to thousands of people. So oh. you, you were very brave to, to do that. And all I'm saying is I want you to be happy. I want you to find your happiness. I really want you to continue to doing the things that you have to do in order for you to work on yourself because now that lesson for you was to get to know who you really are before you jump into anything not just when it comes to relationship but when it comes to anything when it comes to anything in life and i will definitely be checking on you to make sure that you are doing better and i want to hear from you we will do another segment down the line just for an update see how everything is going in your life at that moment when we do it again and i want to say thank you to everybody that is listening to this and let you guys know that there is hope whenever whatever it is that you guys are going through even if it seems like it is bad that it's not that you're not going to be able to get anywhere first of all you have to be open you have to be open to talk about what's really happening if you want some t- sort of solution and if you want to feel like you can let certain things go i call it demons to be able to let these demons go but first it starts with us and also acknowledging the situations that makes us feel the way that we're feeling i hope that once again i hope i was able to pull some of your uh things that are happening with you and work was able to get to to you to be able to find some of the stuff that is really messing with you and not only hoping that you can make a change because i know you're going to make a change but just be able to continue to stay strong and be able to know that not only you don't need any type of medication because that's a personal opinion as well but you can withdraw from something by not doing it and even though it might take a little bit of time for you to get in a better situation you will be able to flush it out of your system anybody else that is a part that that want to become a part of this uh 
what is texting you, just please make sure that you send me a DM on Instagram and then we'll be able to talk to create your segment so that way you can be a part of this show. And also, I want to say, uh, Andrea, thank you once again. I hope to hear from you uh, pretty, pretty quick. And one more thing before I go. Are we feeling hexed or are we feeling blessed? I'm feeling blessed. And thank you again for having me here. I really appreciate it. No problem. So thank you and thanks, everybody. Until next time, see y'all.